Ephesians, is that where y'all are? Thank the Lord. Hadn't they been good to us? Oh, I love that song. Thank you for singing that, sister. Hey, now you're doing good. Them John the Baptist sandals are just working out. Anybody tell that boy it's going to be 30 degrees tonight? Hallelujah. Well, let's look in Ephesians. I want to see if the Lord will help us for a little while tonight. The Lord God Almighty has sure been good to us, hasn't he? Thank the Lord for it. This, this meeting gets better and better every night. Gets better and better every night. Thank the Lord for it. Twitter and Twitter till it finally going to turn to sugar. Amen. I like when them old pres- preserves and jams and some of them in them jars. And I don't know if something goes wrong or something goes good, but when they turn solid sugar, that's, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. All right, I'm in Ephesians. If the Lord will help us for a little while, I want to talk about the church. I want to talk about the church. Now, last night we was in Ephesians 1 in that first prayer. Maybe tomorrow night we'll be back in that second prayer, but the Lord's put it in my heart tonight for a little while to preach on the church. Let's read this text, chapter 1 and verse uh, 20. Verse 19 mentions, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought, I'm in Ephesians 1 verse 20, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. I'm glad we got a story to tell. All right, y'all got to do better than that. I'm glad we got a story to tell. The death, burial, and resurrection. Ain't nobody else ever got up from the grave. Muhammad's in his grave. Joseph Smith's in his grave. Allah, whatever he is, wherever that devil is, he ain't never resurrected. Amen. Every pope ever was is in their grave. Help me now. Thank God Jesus got up from the dead. Amen. Fat Buddha and all the, all the Hindus and Buddhists, they're in the grave. But our Lord Jesus got up from the dead. God in the flesh, he's the only one ever was. Now I'm in verse 20, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And hath put all things under his feet. Amen. I bet y'all have sang that before. Under his feet. Thank God. And gave him, here it comes, to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. If the Lord will help me now, I want to preach on the church for a little while. Let's read another scripture at the end of chapter 2. So I'm in verse 19. I'm in chapter 2, verse 19. Now, therefore, ye 
Talking about Gentiles. That's all the pagan nations. That was not the elect Jews. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. And are built, are y'all excited about the church? And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth until it together for an habitat in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. What about that? Amen. Now let's keep reading. Y'all underlining these church verses? Chapter 3, verse 1. For this cause, the church. That's pretty good cause. The church, folk, look at me one second. It's the only eternal thing in this world. You've got the Holy Scriptures. You've got the Holy Saints. You've got the Holy Spirit. That's the only three eternal things in this world. And if you're going to find them operating, you've got to go down to the church. Amen. This building ain't the church. It's just where the church meets. Amen. And uh, when the Lord comes back, I'm going to say something, you better pop a happy bubble and act halfway religious or I'll tag another 30 minutes on this just to get revenge on you. (laughs) So it's up to you, you ready? I'm going to say something, you better act halfway religious about it. Jesus is coming back. He's coming back. And I believe he's coming soon. Amen. Amen, amen. The signs and the times. Amen. You have no need that I write unto you. Yourselves know perfectly the day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night. Now the children of the night, they're clueless, but we're not children of the night. We're children of the light. Children of the right. Amen. Thank God. Now leave me alone. Where'd y'all go? What are y'all doing? I'm in chapter three, verse one. The prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles, if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you word. How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery. And he said in verse five, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the spirit. What is that mystery? Verse six, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partaker of his his promise in Christ by the gospel. And he's got some things to say about it. And finally in verse 10, to the intent that now under the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. And verse 11 said, that's the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Y'all enjoying these, you underlining these verses? All right, chapter four. Well, are you in chapter four? Put it in reverse, back up half an inch to verse 21 of chapter three. Unto him be glory, where? In the church, by Christ Jesus, throughout all ages, world without end, amen. All right, y'all getting these verses underlined? All right, chapter four. 
And then uh, look, look in verse three. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body. What about that? My, 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 one body. And some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. For the what? Perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity of the faith. Mm, amen. Now go to verse 16. This is the main verse in verse 16. From I'm talking about the church. Chapter 4, verse 16. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body under the edifying of itself in love. What do y'all think about that? Well, let's read on chapter five. Chapter five and come down to verse uh, 30. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife. One of the greatest abominations in this hour is the abomination of the transgenders, the homosexuals, the sodomites, and that, that anti-marriage movement. I know the leader of our current administration, he's a real head scratcher sometimes. If you can get through all the hair, he's a head scratcher. But I'm gonna tell you something, he keeps doing righteous things. Read two days ago, he's thinking about coming out and making it, making it national policy that if you was born as a man, then that makes you a man. And if you were born as a woman, then that makes you a woman. Wow, profound insights. What kind of a mess are we in that that has to be cleared up? Help me now. All right, they too shall be one flesh. I'm in chapter five and verse 32. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. What about that? Now, coming down to chapter six and uh, verse number, oh, let's see. How about verse 11? Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil for we wrestle. Just underline them two words and circle them. Highlight them in green. Put a yellow happy face next to them. Put three emojis in there if you can stick them in there and put a red exclamation mark. We wrestle. I don't think you ever get out of it. Going to till the day you die. We wrestle. We wrestle. And I wish you could fix this thing with fist or with bullets or with an army or with a law book, but we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Mm. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. What about that? Beautiful scriptures, beautiful scriptures. 
My, my, I like verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And watching there in two with all perseverance and supplication for what? All saints, amen. All right, there's some verses for us about the church. If the Lord will help me, I'm not gonna be long tonight. So if I'm long, it meant the Lord didn't help me. <laughs> you can't be mad at me. So, uh, but no, I just want to, if the Lord will help me, <laughs> I wouldn't blame it on him. Now, I want to show you these real quick. Can we outline these chapters? Can we, can we just put one word on these chapters and see if God will help us? By the way, the church has never done bad. Sometimes churches go bad, but the Lord's church don't ever go bad. And we're not a remnant friend of mine that's a deep scholar well he's a deep student in the scriptures prophecy said if you'll study that word remnant it's never used in relation to the church it's always used in relation to the nation of Israel in a prophetic context in a context of prophecy the word remnant never refers to the church that's for all you pouting, whining, mumbling, grumbling, dragging around, act like it's the first time that the devil's been mad and sinners have been bad. Yeah. Guess what? Sinners been planted. One got saved and the other one got mad. One. There wasn't but four people on the planet. One got saved and the other one got mad and killed him for getting saved. Y'all ain't helping me. There wasn't but two people on the planet. One of them listened to the devil and the other one talked back to God. Y'all ain't helping me. Adam mouthed off to God and Eve sat there and listened to the devil. Hollywood didn't bring sin. Sinners and Satan brought sin. Oh, it ain't ever been this bad like it is. It's been this bad the whole time everywhere. Every empire. Nimrod's little Babylonian empire. Amen. The Assyrian empire. The Roman Empire, the Greek Empire, the Egyptian Empire. And now these world leaders, these nations gathering together, this one world, it's always been this bad. But God's always been this good. The gates of hell shall not prevail. I get tickled. People talk about America and think everything's going under because America's gotten stupid. <laughs> Children, don't use that word. <laughs> and don't tell them evangelists gave you permission. <laughs> Just because America's gotten bad, everybody, ooh, the Lord's coming back. The Lord is coming back, but not because America soured. The Lord's coming back because he's coming back. He's planning on it. You don't look at America and set your prophecy clock. You look at Israel. And the closer we get, you don't even look at Israel. You look at Jerusalem. It's the city of Jerusalem most of the prophecies are about, not the land of Israel. Well, we ain't never been a remnant. We've always been small. We've always looked like we're struggling. Suffering has been the hallmark of the day ever since God gave his son a cross. He's give us one. Y'all ain't helping me. We may look like a ragtag outfit, but we ain't. Children, don't say ain't. 
Thank God we're the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, here you go, chat. I'm just going to comment on it. I'm going to give them all to you up front and then go back and just hit whatever I need until the second time my belly growls. And when my belly growls, I'm quitting. Amen. That's bad, ain't it? None of my sermons have an end. I just get tired of preaching or get hungry, you know. I ain't never seen the end of none of them. Write this down. In chapter one, the church is the body. I may have went over this this week, I don't remember, but chapter one, the church is his body. It's in verse 23. Y'all see that? In chapter two, the church is, is, is his building. That's in verse 21 of chapter two. Do you see that? Don't need to slow down. Chapter one, the church is the body. In chapter two, it's the building. Then in chapter three, if you want to put it in verse 9, or really the whole chapter, but it, the church is the blueprint. It was the master design. It was the master plan from eternity past. Y'all ain't helping me. It was the blueprint, verse 10 of chapter 3. Then in chapter 4, verse 16, the whole body fitly joined together, and I call it the beehive. It's God's beehive where he's making honey. And look at all of us. See, this is where we work. Chapter four is where it gets practical. Chapter one, two, and three, we're in heavenly places. And chapter four, we're down there in your living room. We're down there on your job. We're on your pew. We're in your car. Help me now. Chapter four, we're down there where the rubber is on the road. And look what he said. The whole body fitly joined together, compacted, by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body under the edifying of itself in honey. There it is. In love. There I, and you see, the Lord put us all together for this. See verse 12. He gave apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, for the perfecting of the saints. So there we all are. Apostles, prophets, they probably were done with the completion of the Bible. At the end of the first century, we got evangelists, pastors, and teachers, and they're for the saints. There we all are. And we're working together like a little beehive. Now come to chapter 5, and you'll see the bride. Chapter 5, the church is the bride, and you've done in verse 32 would be the verse to underline. And then chapter 6, the church is a battalion. Amen. We're the Lord's army. Every local church is a battalion in God's army. And that would be chapter 6, verse 11, and verse 12, and verse 13. Okay, so the church is the body of Christ. It's the building of Christ. It's the blueprint of Christ. It's the beehive of the Lord. It's the bride of Christ. It's the battalion. The little children used to sing, I'm in the Lord's army. Amen. That was a good one. I may never march in the... Did y'all sing that one growing up? Oh, good. I was going to feel weird there for just a minute. March in the... And I always like being an airplane. I'd smack my buddies in the head. Amen. Usually get in trouble. <laughs> but I like that song. All right. That's who we are. That's the church tonight. Let's, let's comment on some of this and see what the Lord would say to us. Number one, the church is his body. The church is his body. Would you look in chapter one? 
and verse 23. And I don't think I feel like preaching this point. Don't think the Lord wants me to. But I just want to say this. I want to say this before I go to the next one. That uh, I got in the body about the same time I got out of the body. I got in about the same time I got out. They're waiting on me. They're waiting on me to explain that. What happened on the cross, Brother Reggie? That Roman spear went up in his side and there came out blood and water. This was prefigured already when God opened up Adam's side and brought Eve out. There is a bride in Adam, amen, when God made him. And when, I'm gonna say this, y'all better come with me. When that side was opened of the Lord Jesus, a bride was let out and a sinner was let in. <laughs> Woo! Thank God just called me Dean D.D. Jakes. Amen. <laughs> that, 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 sorry, I got my own joke. Believe me not. Thank God I got in the same way I got out. I got out the same way I got in. Through that open wound in his side. There was pride in Adam. God had to open his side to let her out. And that same Hebrews 10, passing through the veil, that is to say his flesh, that open side, what let the bride out and it's what let the sinners in, which was the same thing. Y'all ain't helping me. Woo, thank God I'm in the body. Now, Sister Kyla Rowland lives up here in Morristown, doesn't she? I like, I like her songs. Boy, I like her songs. And every time she sings that, I hear somebody saying, when there is no way, he'll make a way. Is that, did I mention that I love him? I'm gonna try to get my songs right tonight. Did I? Boy, I sang last night, Brother Reggie. You missed it, you missed it. I'm, I'm a little hoarse tonight. I can't repeat, can't duplicate it. Just ask people with hearing aids and they'll tell you how great it was. But when Kyla rose, did I mention that I love him? And when I see no way, he'll make a way. You know what I always think about right there? I try not to think like a carnal American. We think about God making a way. We think he'll get us another car. You can't serve God and mammon. The job. Would you please come out of the materialism world? You can't serve God and mammon. That's why ain't nobody shouts. They're, they're eat up with materialism. I try not to think about my phone bill, my gas bill. Help me now. When I think about him making a way, I always think about that opening in his side. Always do. Other people shouting over their phone bill and their transmission got fixed or whatever. I'm a thinking about, amen. He made a way. Yes, sir. There was a way in the way. Jesus said, I am the way. Yeah. And Hebrews 10 said, there's a way now. It's been opened. And that's what I always think about. He'll make a way. When that side was opening his side, it made a way for me to get into the body of Christ. It made a way for me to get into the heart of God. It made a way for me to get into the blood. Amen. I'm in the body. Amen. Thank God the church is his body. Amen. It's his body. Amen. 
heard Dr. Mike Bagwell make this statement. He said, I noticed something about uh, my head and my body. Everywhere my head goes, my body follows. <laughs> I tested that myself. Sure enough. <laughs> it happened. Crazy. Everywhere my head went. I mean, every night, every night. I mean, that, that's the best one. Everywhere my head goes, my body follows. Guess what, y'all? 2,000 years ago, the great forerunner entered into heaven for us. Our head. That's where the head is, and that's where the body's going. Thank God. Thank God. All right, now, look at the end of chapter 2. There's that building. There's that building. I'll be praying for you, brother. I am. I'm going to pray for you and pray for her. There's that building. said it's a habitation of God through the Spirit. You got a little church around here. Some churches have a little church. They take up little offerings and little. We had one at ours. This this will do right here. This music box, church safe, uh, Roman soldier, whatever this is. This will do just fine. Is a, a squirrel ain't gonna jump out or something, is it? You have no idea. Is this my love offering? Is it in here? I'm gonna look and see. I ain't gonna let y'all. This is. I ain't letting y'all see what's in. Oh, Lord, yeah. Well, some years ago, I was in Chattanooga. And I was about 22 or 23. I was pastoring down in Florida. And uh, he was in Palatka, just a little boy. And I was over there in Lodi. And I was pastoring. But we had a funeral. And I had to go to Chattanooga. Are y'all listening? I got up on Sunday morning and I had to make a decision where I was going to go to church. Are y'all looking at the end of Ephesians 2 where he said the church is a habitation of God through the Spirit? I said, where am I going to go to church this morning? I had an uncle pastor over at Harmony. The east side of Chattanooga I had a pastor. I had an uncle pastor in Rocky Face. Georgia. I had uh, my grandpa's old church in Ringgold, Welcome Hill. I had my daddy's old home church in Tunnel Hill. I mean, I had several options. It's away from my pulpit. Where am I going to go to church this morning? Let me bring this verse in the sermon tonight. Y'all ever heard that in John 4? They that worship God must worship him in and in truth. People know that verse as good as John 3.16 for some reason. They that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. Does anybody know what the verse before it says? John 4.23. Now don't look at it. Does anybody know? Nobody ever knows. You know what it said before? God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. You know what the previous verse says? For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Amen. Yes. The Lord's looking for somebody to worship him. Amen. I got up that morning and I said, 
Where am I going to go to church? You know what I settled on? I'm not going to tell you which one because I'm kin to all these people. They'll hear this. It'll hurt the feelings, and it'll be the first time I've ever hurt any of their feelings. So I ain't, <laughs> so ain't going to do that. You know where I went that morning? You know what? You know what was the settling factor? Here's what I said. I'm going to go to that one church over there because they love me over there. There's people over there that love me. Y'all are supposed to be running ahead of me. Y'all are so white. If this was a soul choir, they'd be in the aisle already with their big hats and their big hankies. I'll take, you know, take what I get. Let's try this again. You don't count. You don't count. I'm going to run that by y'all again. I said, I'm going to go to church this morning. I'm going to go over there because I know they love me over there. I went where I knew I'd be loved on. I wonder if the Father seeking to go. I wonder if the Lord gets up on Sunday morning off his throne. We know he don't wake up because he don't go to sleep, but I wonder if he gets up off his throne. <laughs> I've preached this and I'll probably be done tonight. The sermons are getting shorter. The closer I get to 50, it's pitiful. What am I going to do when I'm 70? Y'all have to tell me. When I'm 80, what am I going to do when I'm 95? When I'm 95. Shouldn't be mean to elderly people. You really shouldn't. wonder if the Lord on Sunday mornings comes over by Knoxville. The Lord, he's seeking such to worship him. The church, it was built by God to be a habitation for him to dwell in, to live in. What if he come by the church and he opens the lid, says, huh, wonder if I can go to church here, sees a steeple. Oh my, I don't recognize that Bible. And they got two women preachers. I'm pretty sure I didn't call them girls to preach. And they're jibber-jabbering something. I don't even know what they're saying. Just, let's go find me another. Over Knoxville, he pulls one up. Huh. Oh, they're already leaving. I just, they're letting out. I just now kind of looking where I could get in and they already letting out. Because they got rich cars in the parking lot and they're all going to the lake and they're going to the race and they're going to grandma's and they ain't coming back and they didn't have time to even get it. They're already leaving. Y'all ain't helping me. He come by and find him another. Knoxville trying to go to church. Pulls it up. Huh. That one's sleeping with that. Sure, there's a lot of nakedness in there. Huh. That one's sleeping with that one. That one's messing with that one. Them two, oh my. And ain't none of them married to the ones that they're messing with. And the rascal in the pulpit, he's got more of that kind of junk going on than the rest of them. 
He's still looking for somewhere to go to church. Pulls this one up. Huh. Well, they're sitting there, but ain't nobody thinking about me. They're thinking about their money. Thinking about their jobs. Thinking about the football game this afternoon that I will not be attending. They're thinking about the 401ks. And that preacher, he's worried about all them thinking about all that and Good night. He's got my Bible in his hand, but he ain't said nothing out of it for 20 years. He's still looking. He's still looking. Pulls one up here. Ah. Well, they're dressed right. They, they walking right. They look right. But my goodness, they're mad. <laughs> They're mean to each other. What are they doing stabbing each other in the back? What are they doing talking about each other? What are they doing judging each other? What are they doing thinking they're the best church in this town? They didn't even look my direction. They're looking at their own righteousness. Huh. That's pretty sickening. He ain't going there. The Lord's trying to trying to find somewhere to go to church on Sunday. Come <laughs> on. He's about ready to go back to heaven and give up. A lot of places the Lord can't go to church on Sunday. What about when Jesus has to miss church on Sunday because ain't nobody having church on Sunday? Oh, they're there, but ain't having church. The Lord tells Gabe and Mike, crank up the seraphim. I think we're just gonna go back, go back to the house. Jesus knocked on every door and couldn't get in none of them. And on his way back to heaven, whoa! Gabriel said, "Look, Lord, there's a little church over there. Give them a try." Before we go back, the Lord hovers down, comes over, and opens that up. Uh Oh, oh, I like the way that smells. Oh, there's a sweet incense. (laughs) They're hollering. Oh, they're hollering for help. Oh, they're looking at me. They're asking me to help them. Oh, my. They got a lot of burdens, got a lot of problems, but they're asking me for help. Go ahead and turn the seraphim back off. Uh. Oh, there's three men in the Sunday school room. They're not going to run off the pastor. They're not back here stealing the money. No. Oh, they're praying. Oh, them, they're, they're on their knees. No, they're not fixing the carpet. They're fixing their children. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're, calling on, they're calling on my name. Yeah. And there's 20 women in the choir and they're all waving at so, Oh, they're waving at me. Hey, yeah. hey. They're all waving at me. Uh-huh. Look at them teenagers. Where are they going? They're not being still in church. They're coming out. Oh, never mind. They're going to the altar. Yeah. Look at all them teenagers. Go to the altar. And they're laying down sacrifices. They're laying their little lives down on the altar. They want to give their life to me for me to have it and use it. Wow. (laughs) Here comes one out of a back study. He's got tears on his cheeks and he's got a wore out Bible in his hand and and he's pointing at them and then pointing at me and he's pointing at them and pointing at me and pointing at them, always telling them about me. He's telling them about me. 
And the Lord says, boys, I found somewhere so I can go to church. And then the Lord, he'll just, he'll just get down there in it. I'm fixing to get down here in it. This wasn't donated by a charter member, was it? I'm fixing to, mm, Lord. I, I'll never get in there. I'm too big. But what if I just stepped in there? What if I stuck my hand in there? What if I just sat down on the whole thing? If I was to get in that, it would bust it all to pieces. Did you miss it? If God was to get in that in here, it'd bust it all to pieces. What about the Lord finding a church where he can go to church? They're loving each other. They're bringing him tithes and offerings. They're, they're telling this old world, nope, nope, we don't want you, we want him. We want him. They're telling the devil, get out of here. We love each other here. We don't fight each other here. Amen. Whoop, there went a wolf. Woo, they kept 10 men. 10 men run him off. Yeah, good. Good, because that wolf was bad. Appreciate that, man. Not letting that wolf tear up no sheep. Yeah. Oh, Lord. What if God could find a place to go to church? He'd knock the walls out. And the Lord looks at him and he says, now, huh, I see some faults. I see some failures. I see some struggles. But they love me. They want me. What if the Lord says, I'm going to go to church where I'm loved. (laughs) John 4, the Father seeketh such to worship him. John 14, if a man love me, my father will love him. And we will come unto him and make our abode with him and I will manifest myself to him. (laughs) I said, if a man love me, my father will love him. (laughs) Oh my I've adopted some of these kids. I'm, the, I'm their evangelist, whether they want me to be or not. <laughs> I've adopted them. Ashlyn and Miranda and Hunter and some of these, I've adopted them. And uh, I guarantee you one thing. If I was to love on this girl and be good to this young lady and bless her and pay her special attention, be a good man of God in her life and give her, I guarantee you one thing, it wouldn't be hard for that man to love me. That's right. Because I love her. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's right. I'd be mama's favorite evangelist uh-huh. if I made her one of my favorite little church girls. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Come on. And what about you over there loving on Jesus? Hugging on Jesus, kissing on Jesus, serving Jesus, obeying Jesus, being good to the Lord. And the Father says, huh? Yeah, I love him too. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, just come here. You love my son, do you? <laughs> Amen. I've only got one boy. Me and Jennifer nearly 40 before able to have children. Didn't think we was ever going to. I was on a mountain in Sneedville. And I finally laid down after several years. Laid on top of the prayer grounds up there. On top of a hill, on top of Sneedville. And I said, Lord, for his wife, because she is barren. And the Lord gave me a verse up there. Isaac was entreated. He entreated the Lord for his wife, because she is barren. And the Lord was entreated of him. <laughs> I only got one boy, and I got two girls. Now, I guarantee you one thing. There may be a lot wrong with you, but if you love my son, I'm going to overlook all that. <laughs> Some of it may even bother me. I might even say something to you if it's real bad, but I'm still going to have so much grace and so much space because how you loving on my son, I'm going to be loving on you. <laughs> hey! Thank God we'd have revival. Revival ain't no mystery. It ain't no secret. There ain't no keys. There ain't no principles. There ain't no steps. It's just, lovest thou me more than these? You got to want him and nothing else. You can't want him more. You got to want him only. I'm not going to pick on the pastor because he's a pastor. I'll pick on Brother Reggie since he's here. How would you feel? And I don't know. Y'all may have got married when you was 12. Y'all are hillbillies. It probably happened. <laughs> but uh, I know one thing, Brother Reggie. Sister Amanda there, she wouldn't. That is Amanda, ain't it? Yeah, I always just say it's Reggie's wife. Yeah, but... Uh, what would you do if back from back in your high school days, maybe, and you come into church Sunday, and you had three ex-girlfriends there, and just sit them on the pew with you? You may not even have that many. And tell them, well, honey, I love you. I love you more. You know, I love them too. Glad to have all of them here. The Lord our God is a jealous God. I married my wife out of the swamps. He knows from where, Union County. They carry cast iron skillets in their purse. Some of them, their cast iron skillet is their purse. You hear me now? We're talking about swampers. Dangerous, deadly. Amen. Drink that swamp water too long. Them trees had no branches, just straight up grew in. <laughs> Y'all ain't helping me. I promise you, I couldn't bring Jennifer and three old college girlfriends in and sit them on the same pew. I can't even be in the same town with somebody I spoke to in the 80s. She has a problem with it. You in the same town? But get out of that town. Yes, ma'am. She's picking up that cast iron purse. How crazy. Now, I will admit, I proposed 
I've never proposed to anybody except my, I've never been in love with nobody, but my, I've never offered a ring to nobody except one other girl. And uh, I told her how much I loved her, told her I want to spend my life with her, have a dozen children, broke my heart when she said she'd think about it. And then the bell rang and all of us first graders had to go back into class. <laughs> That's a true story, by the way. I didn't make that up. So I dumped her on the way back in. We were going together from like 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. It was a two-hour relationship, but it was very complicated. I dumped her on the way. If she had to think about it, I was done with her, said the six-year-old. I dumped Brendan and looked at Sarah. Hey. I'm talking to you at lunch. <laughs> I had three women in my life that day. And at the end of the day, I just went back home to mama. <laughs> I got my cookies and my milk. <laughs> huh? You think Jennifer would be okay with me telling? I mean, honey, this is a Mormon arrangement. You're the senior wife. <clears throat> I don't believe she'd appreciate three old flames on the same pew. And God, that's the first commandment of the Ten Commandments. Have no other God before me. I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. He ain't coming in here if you got seven other loves in your life where we're at. He ain't looking at your cars. He ain't looking at your clothes. He ain't looking at all the things we look at. He's looking at that heart. And you can't have your arm in there around four other gods that you love, little G, and expect him to just get right in the middle of it and cuddle up with everybody. He ain't going to do it. He's jealous. He's jealous. Would to God we could have church like that. Throw the watch out. Throw the clock out. Tell everybody it's got to be somewhere at 1220. Tell them join the Methodist church with that woman preacher and they'll be where they need to be every Sunday at 1215. Help me now. Go down to that large, worldly Southern Baptist church where they done compromised everything, brought the Revised Standard Version in, got the Southern Baptist curriculum, Sunday school curriculum with all the wrong versions in it. Mm-hmm. Go on down there. They let out at 12.05. Right. Help me now. Y'all got to help me now. I mean, 12.05, the parking lot's empty. Huh? Don't get around that mean independent Baptist church either. They cutting and slicing each other and judging each other, examining you at the door if you're worthy to be in their midst. The Lord don't go, he don't hang out with Pharisees much either. Help me now. Oh, but here's where he'll go. Where they're looking at him. Where they're asking for him. Where they're calling on him. Where they're talking about him. Where they're really worked up about him. Where they're singing about him preaching about him, crying for him, looking for him, 
seeking for him. The church is supposed to be a habitation of God through the Spirit. Let's bow our heads. Come to the piano, sister. Matter of fact, you just relax with your husband. Samantha and Reggie, y'all come up here and sing something. I want to give the church a chance to pray. I want to give the church a chance to pray. We're going to be here Thursday night and Friday night. Well, wouldn't it be something if all the church family was in here hungry for God, looking for God? Let's all stand. Come and pray. Your pastor's down here with his wife. Why don't y'all come and pray? Let's call on God. Let's ask the Lord tonight. Would he come in our midst? Would he manifest himself in our midst? Come and obey the Lord. Oh, God, we need you. Oh, Lord, how we need you. Oh, God, breathe on us, Lord. Y'all sing whatever's on your heart. It don't have to be an altar call song. Just sing whatever's on your heart. Let's call on him, church.